You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Casey Mallon here with Dave Hewitt. And each week at the Football Radio Show, we give you our expert insight, analysis, and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Dave. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Are you ready, brother? Ready. <laughs> That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the trend zone. And in today's episode, we'll talk some of the top trending stories, our survival picks, fantasy go-back starts of the week, and going to preview some of the best games coming up this week in the NFL day. Yes, sir. Before we get to what's trending, hook the peoples up with a tasty nug, bro. All right, you got it. This one's a very tasty one for me personally. But Los Angeles Chargers tight end Antonio Gates with a touchdown grab in week two. Unfortunately, a horrible loss to the Dolphins. But the celebration for Gates, now 112 career touchdown receptions due, passing Tony Gonzalez uh, for the most by a tight end in NFL history, man. That is completely amazing. 112 TDs for Gates, dude. The guy has gotten it done uh, since 2003, a Los Angeles Charger, dude. But uh, obviously, (laughs) obviously spent, uh, caught 111 of those as a San Diego Charger. And man, the guy has been a consummate pro the whole time, a class act uh, on and off the football field, man. Yeah, first ballot Hall of Famer, just to put that in perspective. He's been in the league since 2003. Same with Jason Witten. Jason Witten, we know, is a first ballot Hall of Famer, too. He's only got 65 Gates, uh, 112, man. That is impressive. Uh, we got Gates, Gonzalez, and Jason Witten. We know these guys will. Uh, locks. Definitely locks. First ballot. Yep, you got it, man. All right, brothers, let's get to the. Top trending stories this weekend marks NFL's return to London, baby, as the Shaguars host the Ravens on Sunday. That's 9.30 a.m. start Eastern time. That means 6.30 for us out on the West Coast. You know we love it. Um, this thing is going to be streamed on Yahoo globally, local market, CBS. But, Dave, this streaming thing, bro, is here to stay as well as the London series, man. This thing is international, and the NFL will not miss an opportunity to make a buck outside of the states, yeah, you know, or a pound or whatever right, the hell they're exactly. spending in the UK, baby, no doubt. And you know, uh, Shad Khan, the uh, Jags owner, there, he's got his team out there every year. This is the fifth consecutive year that the Jaguars are uh, one of the teams that's heading overseas. So uh, he definitely sees the dollar signs out there. Uh, pretty savvy business guy himself. And you mentioned it, Casey. We just love to eat up that extra time slot, man. It's early six thirty, but heck. I can get up and have breakfast with football. You know? Oh, I'm up anyways, baby. I have a cup of coffee, watch a little football. I love it. The only problem is streaming, man. We can't do the tape delay. We can't do the uh, DVR action. So uh, but you can't uh, fast forward through punts or anything. <laughs> That's rude. I, I wouldn't do that, punters. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I did not mean that. Punters are people too, Dave. <laughs> and kickoffs. <laughs> All right, Case. Hey, let's move it along then, right? I mean, let's get started talking about some of these um, teams that have started off the football season the right way, dude. 2-0 and football teams. There's eight of them right now, and actually 10 undefeated teams, if you include the Dolphins and the Buccaneers, off to 1-0 and starts after that week one bye. But 
Talk about some of these two and O teams that uh, that you think are are the most legitimate. Oh, dude, um, in your division, man, I like all those teams. And the Broncos actually got right up there with the Raiders and Chiefs, in my opinion. Um, yeah. The way they put that kicking onto the Cowboys was very impressive. I love what Trevor Simeon did. But, dude, how about the Ravens, Panthers, Broncos? And if you want to, let's throw the Bucks in there, even though they're 1-0. These right. guys all missed the playoffs last year. And they're sitting there undefeated, bro. Yeah, and and you mentioned it. The the AFC West there representing three of the undefeated teams. You also got Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and Carolina. Another divisional, another division that's really, really just packed. Uh, that's that's five and zero between those teams, and no uh, no Super Bowl hangover apparently for this Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons football team as they start off two and zero. Off to a good start, but man, there's going to be some tight divisional races uh, in the AFC West and in the NFC South. Dave, is it over for the winless team? <laughs> well, it's a lot. Uh, it's not good, Casey. First of all, especially <laughs> if you're the Chargers and you're two games back on every team in your division. But uh, it is possible, right? There, uh, there's there's an opportunity to turn it around. So, sixty percent of the playoff teams. Um, last um, handful of seasons there since 2002 started off either 1-1 and or 0-2 and, and that includes 8 of the teams last year. 8 of the 12 didn't start off 2-0 and so yeah it's a great sign to be 2-0 and and you certainly don't want to be 0-2 but it's not quite time to throw in the towel just yet with 14 games left on the regular schedule. <laughs> That's right baby a lot of football left to be played. I've still got hope. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance <laughs> Alright Casey Let's go ahead and get this thing started Moving along with the survivor Or like we like to play it The three strikes pool um, Talk about these uh, survivor picks for last week And how we did Yeah bro this was a no brainer last week You and I both had those Oakland Raiders Beating the New York Jets And that was easy money baby It was never close And the Raiders rolled And coincidentally that was the most popular uh, correct pick in the uh, nation last week, and the most popular incorrect pick was Cincinnati over Houston. I guess the people thought that the Bengals were going to score touchdowns. Yeah, that's a resilient Texas team uh, <laughs> after all the uh, the hurricane action down there, dude. And, hey, moving into next week, Casey, the theme of beating up on the guy that's down continues as the popular picks heading into next week are Green Bay over Cincinnati, New England over Houston, although Houston is one and one and Miami over the Jets. Those are the three most popular picks heading into it uh, next yeah. week. Yeah, unfortunately, my uh, my uh, theory from last year, just go with whoever's playing the Browns won't work, as the Browns are playing the Colts. <laughs> Unless you want to throw your money away, you can get in on that. Coin flip. <laughs> All right, Dave. The people love it. It's our go-back fantasy start of the week. You got one for us. Yeah, I had the... Uh, uh, last second switcheroo, which we know is a bad idea, but I went with it anyways, uh, and I stuck. Um, uh, d- well, uh, let's be honest. You tried to do it, couldn't do it, yeah. and then did it anyway. That's right. I, I was I was unable to get online at the airport, and uh, then when I got home, I was like, oh, it's a late game? I'll do it. Um, yeah, I put in Terrell Pryor instead of uh, uh, Sanu for the Falcons there, and uh, it cost me 5.4 points, but that would not have saved me as I lost by a total of 23 points. So uh, I was sort of off the hook there, Casey, even though I made a mistake. What about you? Well, I was playing um, 
meat hands throat punch. So mm-hmm. I didn't even need a full squad to beat him. His team <laughs> is so awful. But in my other league, and I know everybody cares about my other league. Oh, yeah. If I had started Derek Carr instead of Russell Wilson, I would have won. It cost me. I lost by six. And Derek Carr had the money for me. Brutal, dude. That's so brutal. That's when it hurts. <laughs> All right, Dave, let's move on to the week three action. Got a good game coming up first. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Minnesota Vikings. And right now the line is off on this because no one knows if Sam Bradford is going to play or not. And it's a different game if Sam plays. No doubt about that, dude. Obviously, we saw that uh, the difference between week one and week two there. But started off with the Buccaneers, man. This Buccaneer team, obviously, with the week one bye uh, that they did not hope for or plan on, uh, played some pretty good football. And I think I'll say it right now, not even a dark horse, a candidate for MVP of the league at the quarterback position for Tampa Bay, dude. Well, Jameis, man, really coming into his own. They got all those weapons so there many. now. They got a lot of help on defense last week against the Bears. Glennon was very giving in his return to the Tampa area. But <laughs> if Sam plays, they will not get that many gifts. Trust me on that one. Yeah, and on the other side of the football for the for the Vikings, man, that defense is going to be stingy. It's going to be very difficult for uh, that Tampa Bay offense to move at will against such a stout Vikings D. Yeah, and then you flip it over that offense. If it is Case Keenum, He's one of the, I guess, better backups in the league. Not the same team with Sam, but Dalvin Cook, baby, the rookie running back out of Florida State. He's been impressive. They're going to have to lean on him. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Very much so. Okay, next game up. It's the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles at home, favored by six. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it's not more, man. These Giants are in a world of hurt right now. They cannot block for Eli. He took a pounding on Monday night. They cannot run block. Um, that offense is in shambles right now. There's talk about McAdoo giving up play calling. The Giants better figure out a way to get a win quick because they are fading fast and it's not looking good there. Yeah, the Giants defense is uh, is a solid unit, but not when they're out there all game long. You're right, Eli under way too much pressure there. He can chuck it and duck it with the best of them, Casey, but uh, with with that offensive line playing like it is, it's a scary situation. They got to get out of the funk and go into Philadelphia. It doesn't sound like the way to do it. No doubt, man. And then you flip it over to these Eagles. Carson Wentz has been good. They finally got him some weapons to go downfield. But they're struggling to run the ball, too. We mentioned it on the six-pack earlier. Carson Wentz was their leading rusher. That's bad. That is not a formula that's going to make it uh, into the playoffs all year long. Dude, sure. I'm wondering what the heck the deal is with LeGarrette Blunt. And they drafted in the fourth round my guy out of San Diego State, the all-time leading NCAA rusher. He hasn't even seen the field yet. Uh, and Donnell Pumphrey, I, I don't know what they're doing with that running game, but uh, they better put it together. Don't want to put it all on Carson Wentz, although he does have some nice weapons that he likes uh, working there that he's getting used to this season. Maybe Philly could make a trade for Adrian Peterson. He's not getting used in uh, New Orleans. No doubt about it, dude. No, I don't know. Maybe the price is right. All right, Dave, up next, we got a battle of the undefeateds, baby. This is going to be sweet. The Atlanta Falcons at the Detroit Lions, and the Falcons are three-point favorites in this one. Yeah, dude, and like we said uh, earlier on the show, there was no hangover for the Falcons. Maybe a little slower in the, uh, to start off with, but they're they're getting it going here with Julio Jones uh, and Matt Ryan. They're going to put some points on the board, there's for sure. Yeah, and there was a little worry about Sarkeesian coming in there being the OC, yeah. but he's really been able to spread that ball around. They fed Julio on Sunday night, and it's been a nice uh, back and forth with Coleman 
and Devontae Freeman there. So, so many weapons on that Falcon offense. It's like everybody gets a little piece. Yeah, and speaking of uh, weapons, the Detroit offense is clicking pretty good with Stafford going there. Uh, he's got his big wallet isn't slowing him down right now. He moved pretty well. Uh, getting out of the pocket and making things happen there. And defensively, uh, Detroit was really getting – we'll see how much of it was the bad Giants offensive line and how much Ziggy Ansah has really turned into an absolute pass-rushing monster. Oh, totally, dude. Yeah, it's hard to tell where that defense starts and where the Giants offense stops <laughs> because they made the Cowboys' defense look pretty good week one, too. But how about that commitment to the running game last night? Gruden was just hammering in it. But they did a good job, and they were actually able to run the ball late in that thing and uh, get some first downs and eat up clock. All right, moving it along, Casey. It's the afternoon action, or later games. Um, it is Seattle at Tennessee. This one's a good early season matchup between some exciting teams. Tennessee at home is favored by two and a half. Yeah, it's weird, these Seahawks ever being an underdog of any place other than Green Bay, but they they are dogs on the road here, and it's apparent because their offensive line is in shambles, too, yeah. man. We watched it. We thought uh, Russell Wilson would have a better year, and so far, man, this dude has just been running for his life. They're kind of playing um, shuffle the running back there. They haven't been able to dial in on a specific back. they got to get that old line fixed or these guys are going to miss the playoffs. Dude. Yeah, you mentioned it. Fat Eddie has been a big disappointment there. and Rawls can't stay healthy. We'll see what they go uh, with that running game. Uh, but, man, they struggled against the 49ers. I thought uh, that was an impressive performance by the Niners or not so impressive by the Seattle team. Yeah, and then the Titans, uh, Titans drop a tough game to the Raiders week one, but they just put a whooping on the Jags last week, DeMarco Murray had a little bit of a hamstring um, pull last week, so they kept him out, and Derrick Henry just moshed all over those Jags. It'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with that running back tandem there. Oh, yeah. I mean, if healthy, it's it's arguably the best one-two punch in the league, but I'm really looking forward to the development of Marcus Mariota. Not so much uh, his legs and his ability to run the football, but bringing in some of those additional weapons for him in the passing game. Looking forward to seeing him take another step forward as a pocket passer. All right, Dave, up next, Sunday night football. We got the Oakland Raiders at Washington, and the Raiders are three-point favorites on the road. Yeah, and the Raiders had a really impressive start to the season. Uh, I thought they would uh, struggle against Tennessee. Their defense uh, was very impressive there. and. We knew the offense would put up points, but they really look good offensively, man. It's a, it's an impressive Raider squad. Better defense than I thought. Yeah, and offensively, man, Derek Carr's back to where he was last year before the injury in beast mode. Dude had a year off looking totally refreshed, beast mode of old. They got some other backs that they can plug in there, too. But the weapons, man, we know about Amari Cooper, but Michael Crabtree, Ooh. dude, last week wow. was just Lighten those jets up, dude. Three TDs, unstoppable. Jared Cook's in there, too, man. This is a fun team to watch on offense. Yeah, and it, for Washington, dude, obviously Cousins trying to break in some younger receivers, some new weapons there uh, with Crowder, Pryor, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, uh, Kelly had a, a pretty good game going but got banged up in that one. Now they're going to be looking for somebody, whether it's uh, – P. Ryan or Thompson or somebody else really to pick up the slack there uh, if Kelly can't go. And this defense, man, they uh, they need to tighten it up a little bit. They gave up a lot of points week one to the Eagles, and yeah. they gave up a lot of points last week to the Rams, too. 
and they got run all over. They got to figure out how to slow this thing down. But uh, it's going to be a rocking crowd there in D.C. on Sunday night football, man. It's going to be a fun game. All right, Casey. It's Monday night football, and it's the Dallas Cowboys on the road to play the Arizona Cardinals. Cowboys will be favored by three. Yeah, man. Cowboys um, got to get it right, man. Last week had a, a dismal showing against the Broncos, but that Bronco defense does that to a lot of offenses. I think it's going to be good, though, overall, man. They had to taste some diversity. Let's see how these young guys respond. Last year went so well for them that they really didn't have to dig deep. Yeah. They're going to have to do that this week, man, if, unless they want to get embarrassed in Zona. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I thought, uh, you know, going into the season, a couple of new cha- uh, changes for the Cowboys on the offensive line. Didn't notice anything uh, at all in the first week but against that defense that the Broncos put out there. They lost that battle at the line of scrimmage. And Ezekiel Elliott uh, got kind of maybe a little bit uh, questioned for his, uh, whatever, his dedication. He got a little frustrated, let's say, uh, in that particular matchup. He needs to turn it around. That Cowboys team needs to uh, to get it right. Yeah, and the defense did struggle, but part of that was the lack of offensive production against the Broncos. But how about Jalen Smith, bro? This guy is back. He's leading the Cowboys in tackles just two games into the season. He's been impressive, man, flying all over the place, and they're going to need to be solid. But the Cardinals, dude, are missing a lot of weapons. They hope to have John Brown back, but we know that they aren't going to have David Johnson back, and someone's got to step up and fill those shoes. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, that is arguably the biggest single loss of any team. I think he was 60-something percent of their offense last year. They were looking for the 1,000-1,000 through the rushing and receiving. That's not going to happen. And the mm-hmm. drop-off from him to the next dude is significant, whichever guy it is, if it's Ellington or uh, – Chris Johnson, yeah, yeah, I mean, or Kerwin Kerwin Williams, right. Uh, Whichever guy it is, there's a lot more riding on Carson Palmer's arm. And we're not sure really how much Carson has got left in the tank. Larry Fitzgerald, do something, baby. Yeah, we've seen uh, Carson's not looked great the first couple games, a lot of turnovers. Hopefully he continues to be judicious with those on Monday night. <laughs> he does have a pretty good receiving group to spread the ball around to. They're going to have to have a good plan to try and attack that Cowboys secondary, uh, which still uh, might, might be a, one of the weaker spots of that Cowboys team in, as a whole. That's going to rock. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of 3 and Out. But Dave, so many ways you can check out the football radio show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Easy. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Hey, free subscription on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Oh, if you want to just kick it old school, footballradioshow.com. All right, people, get out there. Enjoy these games. Set the alarm early on Sunday. Yeah. He's Dave. I'm Casey. We are out of here.